This podcast is proudly brought to you by the National Youth Fellowship of Livingwood Gospel Mission. Heaven feeds those that wait upon the Lord shall mount with wings up as eagles to pray not faint for they have drawn and they'll never thirst again. We are men of the Spirit. We keep going irreversibly forward. We are men of the Spirit. We keep going irreversibly forward. Tis the Father's will that we transcend by the Spirit, by the world. Tis the Father's will that we transcend by the Spirit, by the world. Now, having done all to stand, stand therefore with your loins get hot. Let the jaws rise up and let your face speak forth. The jaws are lead by the face, no beside me, full of faith. There's a way upon the Lord, shall not with me. Heavenly Father, tonight we come to you again. We know that you are the one who is worthy of all praise. You are the one who is worthy of all worship. We ask once more that your spirit will lead us. 
We ask once more that your hand will touch us. We ask once more that your love will restore us in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, we pray that your light will guide our path tonight. As we begin to look into the word of truth, as we begin to look into deep revelations, we ask, O oh God, that you open our understanding, that we will really understand it in details, not just in high-sounding language, but in tiny, minute details that will benefit the hearer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, um, sorry, just fix up. We want to appreciate God for the series that has been going on too. Like um, we know, we have been dealing with a series that is titled Some of Us. And uh, this is the third of it. By the grace of God, we may have two more after now. But for today, we are going to be considering what I titled The Navigators versus the faithful followers the navigators versus the faithful followers some of us some of us are going to find a deeper level of expression in god and um, we are going to find expression in this dimension the navigators versus the faithful followers if you can turn your scriptures to second kings let's read an account of Elijah, Elijah, Elisha, and Gehazi. Um, let me from first chapter two. I will just read from verse one to twelve. You are with me? Okay. Three. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on the way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here before the Lord has for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel, and the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he said, Yes, I know. I know it. Keep quiet. Uh, Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent you to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho, the sons of the prophets who were in Jericho drew near unto Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he answered, Yes, I know it. Keep quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as we yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them, as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up and struck the water, and the water parted. The water was parted to one side and to the other, till the two of them could go over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, 
please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, You have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it and cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. Um, we're going to check that. For those who are just joining us, I just read from Second Kings chapter two, from verse one to twelve. Tonight we are considering, continuing in our series titled "Some of Us," and the topic for tonight's um, episode is the navigators versus the faithful followers. Now, don't be carried away with the the choice of language I use in the topics. It is actually self-explanatory um, first of all let us lay an, a foundation by describing life as we know it the journey of life okay this life we are in now is actually a physical adaptation of a spiritual reality um, that is to say that the life we are living in the physical is actually a version of the spiritual reality that that is to say that the this version we are living in this life that you know me and i know you i call you by name we see ourselves we come together we eat food we sleep at night we wake up this life is a version of a spiritual reality it is a projection of you know the womb of the spirit so this life will only be understood most properly when you look from the spirit realm i hope you know that when life was formed in the garden of eden it came down to eden and proceeded from eden into the rest of the world eden was the portal from through which life came upon the earth so that man now becomes an interface between the spiritual and the physical it's not difficult to understand just put your mind to it you will get where i'm going to so when life was born in eden it was a descending of the spirit of god upon that land and that eden was a, a meeting joint between the spiritual and the physical so that place was where life was downloaded from the realm of the spirit and it moved from there into Eden. So when Adam and Eve were sent out of Eden, they went into the rest of the world that was not that didn't have that privilege, you know, and then began to live upon the face of the earth. So you discover that Eden was um, the portal that created man as an interface. So man in Eden was able to relate with the spirit God and also able to relate with the physical Adam and Eve, them relating with themselves, and Eve relating with the serpent, and them eating the food, physical fruit, and cooking physical foods, okay? But I hope you know that when God showed up in Eden, He didn't show up as a physical man, He showed up as a spirit, but He was seen physically. God, the fellowship they had with God was not 
a spiritual fellowship. No, it was a physical fellowship. The Bible records that God walked in the garden and that God talked with man face to face and that God made cloth out of animal skin. So the fellowship they had in Eden was a spirit meeting with a man. So the Bible says that Adam is the son of God. That place was the only place it happened. So man became an interface material that is able to relate with the spirit and also relate with the physical. So from Eden, when this this um, special platform was created by God as a platform, a meeting place between the spirit and the physical, from there, physical life now flowed into Eden. When Eden was locked up and God went back into heaven, he left the physical contact. God went back into the spirit, if I will use that language um, for lack of better um, explanation, and he went back into the spirit. He could no longer be accessed physically because man had fallen and he said, oh, in this fallen state of man, man needs to be redeemed. So because man had gotten to that extent, God left. He could, after then, if you want to reach God, you will reach him in your spirit. After then, if you want to ask him questions, you will have to ask him via your spirit. After then, if you want to seek direction, you have to seek him in the spirit. That opportunity was locked away for almost 4,000 years before Jesus came again. I hope you know that when Jesus walked upon the earth, that was God walking upon the earth. So when they were confused and they needed to pray, all you just need to do is walk up to Jesus and ask him the question and you get instant answer from heaven. You didn't need to pray, you didn't need to fast because Jesus was there physically with you. That was a picture of what happened in the Garden of Eden. So when life came out of Eden and God went back into the spirit, the only access point to God was spirit. But man has now gained the ability to relate with both spirit and physical. So if there is questions of direction, you have to get back to the spirit. If there is questions of navigation, how do we go? What is the next place, the next thing to do? That man needed to get back to the spirit. And that was how man operated up until today. So, if you, if you get the point I'm trying to make, that first of all, life came from the realm of the spirit. And that what we are living now as life is a projection of the spirit realm. And that that projection took place in the Garden of Eden, where spirit actually touched the earth in a physical form, created man, and man was forced out into the world to live in existence the way we are living now. So, if a man wanted to actually move in clear directions, he needed to get back to know the direction from the spirit realm, because in the physical is where we display our deep knowledge of the spirit realm. I, I hope somebody is getting something right now. The physical is where we display our deep knowledge of the spirit realm. So there are times you speak. There are times you shut up. There are times you run away. There are times you stand and fight. All those things are all, they are all designed as a function of your deep knowledge of the spirit realm, which is also a projection of your intimacy and interaction with that realm. Okay, so if you get that, then come back. While we navigate the spirit realm in physical form, there are some men among us who have been blessed with very deep and clear understanding of the pathways of life. There are some men among us 
who have been able to find the pathways of navigation that life is not a maze to them. No, there is a clear direction in their mind, in their spirit. They have captured the way to go. They have captured the way to, to move. They have captured what to do at every moment and they can get this direction for themselves and get that direction for men who come after them. This is going to inform everything about a man. You see people, you know, troubled, frantically disturbed about who do I get married to? Where do I stay? What kind of job do I live? These are all questions of navigations. And many times we get to major junctions in life and we take the wrong turn. And oh, God have mercy on that person because some mistakes in life can never be corrected except with death. So here comes a man who walked upon the earth and he walked a very specific path. Elijah was not confused about the life he was going to live. Elijah was not confused about if he knew the day he was going to go. He knew the exact location that there was another portal that would lift him from the physical realm straight into the spirit realm. Are you getting my point at all tonight? This is a man, okay, if you say, oh, he prophesied and he made, did miracles, we know about that. But come down into his personal life, there was no mistake about him. There was this pinpoint precision. I call those kind of people the navigators. They have found the pathway of the spirit and they have found the interface of that pathway into the physical that they can move with clear precision and make no mistake about it, they know where they are going to. You don't, you don't, you don't play um, 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 spiritual games with those people. You can deceive the rest of the people. They understand what is true and what is false. This man walked with his whole leg on a specific day and went to the specific location. And the chariots of fire and horses of fire came and separated him and took him. Is it possible to, to, to live life to such precision? Is it possible to live life to such exactness? Is it possible to live life to such direction, you know, with such precision of direction that a man is not just beating around the bush? He's not just beating around the bush. He didn't just know the day it was going to be. He knew the time it was going to be. He knew the location it was going to be. And he was trusting to see that his servant will understand this. There are people who, who, who have walked in life, walked with God so closely to the point that matters of direction, they are all around us. And I perceive in my spirit that many men are going to rise like that. Especially as you put your mind to it. Because there is a principle in the realm of the spirit too. What you are not aware of, what you are not expecting, doesn't come upon you by surprise. It's a lie. You have to be aware of it. Then you have to expect. That is faith. You have to expect it until it drops from the spirit realm into the physical. You can't just stumble upon a car where you never intended to have one. God can't just answer your prayer of buying a house where you never prayed to have a house. That's the point. Yes, you can receive gifts that you never asked for, but go down into you will see that everything responds to expectation and it responds to the pool in the realm of the spirit. This is very important for us. 
because if you start to set your mind towards this life of precision it will begin to come it will begin to come and by the time the man leaves to a certain extent his clarity becomes very accurate i hope you know that enoch was sure of how he was going to die he knew in fact the bible records that he was a friend of god he walked with god enoch was not taken by surprise enoch knew that the way this thing is going in fact he saw into the future so far into revelation go and read uh, jude enoch made it up to the book of jude so this 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 kind of men that had clear understanding clear knowledge clear direction i can imagine that he must have told people around him that i'm going to go with god one day I, I, I understand. I'm going to. I'm going to visit his house. The way we are talking, I'm going to. I'm going to go somewhere. He knew. He, he knew it. It was a seeking that drew him into God until he got to that point. Such men understand the pathways that have, you know, metamorphosed into physical renditions of life. That in the physical realm they are not confused about what is going on in their life. Who will tell us in specific terms what God is saying? In fact, what God is doing? Many times we see actions taking place and we are confused as to what is God really doing. Not just you know, telling us what God is doing in, in verbose, generic terms. You know, like a friend of mine told me that uh, if he comes into a crowd, if he wants to preach and uh, he knows um, pro- what sort of prophecies he will release and there must be somebody affected for instance if you say who is here and you have stomach pain out of 200 people why there must be somebody with stomach pain you know out of uh, 150 persons there must be somebody with leg pain that you are here you have leg pain in your right leg you know those are just verbose generic statements no 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 i mean who will give us pinpoint accurate decipherings you know dealings of god with men who is going to open us up into, into knowledge? See, the sons of Issachar, that was a blessing upon a particular family, a whole lineage. The Bible records that they had clear gifts of pathfinding. They, they, they were like pathfinders. They knew what Israel ought to do per time. And so when there was confusion in Israel, every moment they go to ask the sons of Issachar, Israel cannot go to war without confirming from the sons of Issachar. These are men who had understanding of the times of se- and season. And that blessing, sir, that blessing, my friend, was upon the whole family. The Bible did not say a particular uh, tribe. No, the whole of the sons of Issachar. It was a blessing upon the whole tribe. These are pathfinders. These are navigators. When there is confusion, we go to them. They had the knowledge of times and season. And they instructed Israel on what they should do at time it happens to be that this family controlled the times by the accurate knowledge of the way they had accurate knowledge of where to turn this is the time to turn left this is the time to turn right and because of that they had full control of the whole of israel 
That's what I'm talking about. There are people among us who are going to rise that in times of confusion we will seek you. When, when there is a, 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 oh God have mercy or not, you people will be able to see clearly far into the future and say this is how we must go if we will get to where we are going to. It burdens my heart because, see, Elijah was the master who gave birth to Elisha. I mean by, 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 by training and by handover. And Elisha started tentatively. He, when I mean tentatively, he wasn't too sure when he started. He had to take the mantle of Elijah, you remember, and struck the water. And they said, oh, the spirit. He, he started by testing. The first question he asked is, where is the Lord God of Elijah? But do you know that Elisha found that pathway eventually? Ah, time will fail us to read. But I wish you could read Second Kings chapter 13 from verse 14 to 19. Elisha found that pathway. Eventually on his deathbed, the king, Josh, went to visit him and he cried out the same cry that Elisha cried when Elijah was being taken up. I wish we had time to read that. Please, I, I beg you to read that place. Second Kings chapter 13 from verse 14 to 19 he cried out the same cry and said my father my father the chariots of israel and the horsemen alas you are about to die what is going to happen and elisha said calm down let me since i'm going now because the bible said that the sickness elisha was sick of was going to kill him and so he said since i'm going let me show you the way israel will go he said pick up a bow pick up an arrow and begin to shoot through the window strike 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 the wall he said shoot shoot and the man shot three times and stopped and he said oh i wish you knew what i was talking about i wish you understood what i was saying i wish you knew you see i told you to face the east and to strike this is how you are going to defeat the armies that come against israel i think the nation of assyria if i'm not mistaken and he said but you have struck only three times and because of that is only three times you will defeat them see this word was not a word of prophecy this was elisha charting a course into the future you know why i say so if it was a word of prophecy that then that prophecy is waiting for the impute of joash it's like when you write a program and that program can run but we don't know how many times that program will run but we need the user to impute whether two times or four times or 100 times and any input the user makes that program will iterate for 100 times so it wasn't just a clear a short word from god saying you will defeat Assyria three times no 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 no. he was waiting for input from the man so he said to him you are sitting next to me now now begin to shoot the arrow let me let me let me show you a dimension into the future which you are not aware of elisha found that pathway and he was able to navigate Joash into the future even after his own death. These are men who found a special dimension for direction, for navigation, for navigation. They are among us. We are going to pray God to begin to bring them to the fore. These are men we need for leadership. They must find leadership positions among us or else we are not going anywhere. We will keep, we'll go one step forward and two step backwards until we have men with navigational gifts come up to take the realm and lead us. We are going to be going one step forward and two step backwards. But you know, 
that Gehazi never found that pathway. I mean Elijah over to Elisha and then next to Gehazi. Gehazi never found that pathway. No, for some reason Gehazi was interested in the money. He was interested in the women. He was interested in the gold and the silver. I'm just listing different things that take our attention today. He was interested in, in I don't know, all kinds of things that would make sense in his day. And he never found that voice. I mean, look at a man who walked with the man that carried double portion of the anointing of Elijah. And Gehazi never found that place. It seems to me like Gehazi was born to be a, 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 a very committed follower. That no matter what we do to him, bring him into the house of plenty. Bring him into the house of prophecy. He cannot find navigation. Bring him into the house where the voice of God is clear. He cannot find navigation. He was the one that his master said, Oh God, open his eyes so that he will see. And instantly his eyes opened and he saw chariots and angels of, 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 of war standing to defend, to defend Elisha. But he, his eye, he came back from that experience and he never found any dimension in God. He was a very faithful follower. He followed to the end. Years down the line, we found that he was a jester in the king's court. Uh, you can read up that later on. He was a jester in the king's court telling stories of the exploits of his master, Elisha. Uh, he was a comedian, you know, a storyteller for the king. When the king wants to feel good, he will say, come, come, come again, come and tell me, come and tell me. And he will come and begin to tell stories. And that was the life that a man who interacted with power, a man who interacted with, with the Spirit of God. That was the life he ended up living. But one thing we must give to him was he, that, that faithfulness in following. There are people among us who may never carry this navigational gifts, may never carry this dimension of God. But they are faithful in following. They are faithful in, 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 in chronicling the things that God is doing. Yes, we are going to have many of them around us. And we must not mistake them as prophets in the making. Uh, Elisha would have mistaken Gehazi as a faithful prophet. But time showed that no, no, no. He's a faithful follower. Uh, I don't know if it's a good place to stay. But I know that many of us are like that. I know that many of us are like that. And in fact, there will be more and more persons like that. We don't condemn it. I'm not going to condemn you. And, and nobody should condemn his neighbor. Mm. Uh, it is good that if you are not leading, you must follow very well. In fact, every leader must have followed effectively at some point. If you didn't follow well, if you were never a good follower, you can never be a good leader. And so I encourage faithfulness in followership. But I still challenge you to move forward a little, step forward a little. Because if you are a follower today, in days to come, two people will follow you, three people will follow you, four will follow you. If you are a man, a woman will follow you into the home. There will always be followership for anybody who has been faithful in following. Let it not be that the day it will be called upon you, you won't find direction to give the house. Let it not be that the day we will call upon you, you won't find any dimension of God that you can open up to, that you bring to the table as part of your own contribution. I beg us, there are navigators among us and God is going to begin to bring them out. They are going to come out more and more. 
they are going to come out more and more. And may that, you know, that awareness begin to dawn upon us. May that awareness begin to dawn upon us. And everywhere you find them, please don't waste the gift of God around. We must find these people and give them their rightful place. Many of them may not sit in front, but you know that they will be the backbone of the king of Israel. Just like Elisha will hear the stories that are going on in the courts of the king of Assyria. And he will tell the king, don't go through this way because they are waiting for you there. Don't go through this way because they are waiting for you there. And eventually, the king of Israel will become so powerful. And the reason is because there is a prophet behind him who is whispering into his ears. That this is the way to go. Does your pastor have anybody who wants him when the road we are going is treacherous? Do the members have anybody who tells them that, oh, let us not meet in this location because they are going to bomb that place on Wednesday. Let's not meet in this location because they are going to fight in that location. Our brethren in the north are all troubled today. And even the trouble is coming down south to the middle bay. Who will warn us when, when they wait for us along the road? Who will tell us that the path you are going now, this is where it will lead you in six months, in, in six years. And then men begin to change because they have found a, a fellowship with a dimension of God that brings fear to the heart of man. We must come back to the days where the dealings of God cast a, a perpetual fear in the hearts of men. If we continue Christianity as we are inheriting it now, we will never find the fear of God. That brings reverence. So it's my desire as we come to come, uh, wrap up tonight that every one of us will begin to seek this dimension. There are some among us who are navigators. And well, the rest of us are going to be faithful followers. And I trust that God will move us from phase to phase. Father, we bless you for tonight. Thank you, Jesus, because you are faithful. You have seen us to this point again. Lord, I ask that you breathe upon this word, upon the hearts of men. Let it become a nourishment. Let it become a nourishment that everyone who has heard will be blessed by your will. Everyone who has heard will be blessed by your word. Father, we ask that this gift of navigation, Father, you will strengthen it among us. You will strengthen it among us. It will not just be stories that we hear. You will strengthen it among us. Be thou glorified, Father. We ask that in days to come, we will see more and more and more of these expressions. And may your name be glorified amongst our fellowship. That will become a family, a complete family, a total people who have different functions going on within us. There will not be confusion in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the National Youth Fellowship of Living Word Gospel Mission.